This is Sana, and you're listening to Trendlines. Hi, this is Nate. We are the founders, hosts, and producers of Trendlines. On episode eight, we are going to take a very close look at a very favorite show of ours these days, Bridgerton on Netflix, and how it Love informs diversity and inclusion in Hollywood. Nate, how did you get into Bridgerton? <laughs> you know, you thankfully brought me into the fold. My sister was bragging about how great the show was. My other BFF was saying how essential this was to watch ASAP. And then when you told me about a certain Duke and how I just need to experience this, I just had to watch it. And, you know, like I don't watch videos about the monarchy or shows about royalty like i don't mm -hmm. like it i've always had an aversion to this very white very elite very racist you know culture that is perpetuated in all of its beauty to be fair it's a gorgeous representation of class and and culture don't get me wrong in history I'm not drawn to it. So I had to be convinced to take a look at Bridgerton. And when you told me the queen was black, I said, sign me up. <laughs> and I, I think I told you Shonda was all over this. This is a Shondaland project. And you were like, it oh, is. what? And when a friend told me the queen had like locks in her headpiece and mm -hmm. had a fro as a royal outfit, I was just like, this is the diversity. This is the inclusion that... I am drawn to, and it's not just Bridgerton, but I, we definitely need to dive in deeper, but I'm just loving the moment that Black people, I will say for Bridgerton and for others across the spectrum of streaming services are having in representation, albeit not equal, but we wouldn't get this on Disney even last year, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is just mm -hmm. such an amazing platform, but to the show Bridgerton, 10 out of 10, what are your thoughts? What was your favorite moment? Oh my gosh. Major shout out to Shonda Rhimes. One of the hallmarks of a Shonda Rhimes production for Shonda. is a sprawling multiracial ensemble cast, right? And all ethnicities command the screen if Shonda Rhimes is in the driver's seat, which she is very much in in this show. So the fact that many of the people in her cast are, are not white just is a added huge, huge plus when you binge her very addicting creations over the years. So Bridgerton is a Regency England era setting. And it's the times of kings and queens and dukes and just duchesses. And normally it's a little, I mean, I love that stuff, but I'm also a little bit uncomfortable because in the back of my mind, I'm just like the Brits are colonizing my ancestors in the moment, like off screen <laughs> right now. That's what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> like It's very awkward for me to like get into this right now. Um, right. So you have to suspend disbelief. But Shonda has just done such a great period drama. It's based on a series of best-selling romance novels, and the cast represents the richest of the rich in 1813 London. So um, that's actually really great. And one of the things that I am really excited about is the diversity that we're seeing on streaming services. Happiest Season was my a big holiday movie that I watched. I think I watched it three times and made other people watch it as well. And it it broke Hulu records um, as a premiere. And it had Dan Levy, who is my love. And it was, um, a, you know, it was two women who were grappling with a relationship over the holidays, which was apparently the first time a movie like that had been made. Uh, I know I made you watch Bridgerton. I, I, uh, listeners, I sent him an audio note and I said, we must watch this. <laughs> we must do 
a podcast on it. And let me let me just be very blunt. I watched Bridgerton for the plot, the way straight men go to Hooters for the wings. <laughs> let me listen. Just, let me just make it clear. And you know, I I loved Bridgerton, <laughs> and it it's not without flaws. I will say, like sure. I, I think across the board, although minorities and women are being represented in media more so than on cable and broadcast TV. So y'all need to get it together. Streaming Mm -hmm. services for whatever reason, which I think we can define why are on top of this and pushing the envelope more, but that's where our people are going. That's where our generation and younger are going. Oh yeah. What is cable? ABC. Yeah. No, we don't have time. We need the on demand. We need to binge. (laughs) Nielsen had a really interesting article out like December 20th of December, sorry, 3rd of last year. And even though it's more inclusive in streaming services, whether it be women, LGBTQ, people of color, there's still some themes across all of the episodes, movies, what have you, that defined these populations. And I found it interesting. They say black men here are kind of the the casting themes that define them. And I'll tell you that it's it's investigation, thrilling, whatever streets is supposed to mean, pursuit, teamwork, and discovery. And Bridgerton and their black men kind of fit that role. Those still bode true, but Mm -hmm. even the queen, right, in Bridgerton is married to a dysfunctional white guy, right? <laughs> like, yeah, apparently they fell madly in love a long time ago, and now he's sort of got dementia and isn't lucid most of the yeah, time. Yeah, and, and to be fair, like even the royal history is tainted with that sort of dynamic. But no, yeah, they're all in she's not world. thriving, right? The queen is not living her best life right now, although she's presented as every royal is in a very esteemed way. Sure, she's she's still you know, disadvantage. And there was an episode where they talked about how lucky minorities are to be in society because the king fell in love with a black girl. And it's, it. I loved that, that yes. kind of thread that still reigns true. You know, I, I think as we see the Barack Obamas of the world and the Pete Buttigieg's of the world break those ceilings, you know, I think it does expand the conversation but but yeah, Netflix, keep doing what you're doing. I have no complaints. I have some critical thoughts, <laughs> but I'm just really happy to to see that. And then Anthony, um, the Bridgerton that um was sleeping with the opera singer. Yeah, and it's Anthony. Anthony yeah, Bridgerton. He's gay in real life. Like yeah. how weird, well, not shouldn't say weird, how awesome <laughs> is it that you know a gay actor is playing a straight role mm-hmm. traditionally? We see straight men f- fool us into thinking that and they're they gay play on screen. LGBT role. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I'm just—it's so I love Shonda for that. So Anthony Bridgerton is hot. Benedict Bridgerton is the low key dark horse in that entire situation for me. So I'm gonna need Shonda Netflix. I'm gonna need seasons two through seven, um, so we can cover that. And you uncovered it's a book series, right? Yeah. Like I, I had yeah. no clue. I just thought Shonda wrote this and gave her all the credit, which I will still do. But yeah, well, she translated. What's the story the behind screen. that? So these are romance novels, best-selling romance novels by Julia Quinn. And fun fact: on episode seven, I had a major deja vu moment where I realized I had read a couple of them. There's, um, there, there's a, there's a novel about, uh, Eloise's life and her love story. And then there's another one about Penelope and those come way later. 
So I had read those because some of these characters were bringing up some weird things in my memory. And I realized, oh my gosh, I read a couple of these in high school. And to your point about the queen being black, in this fictional 19th century London society, the queen is a black woman who ascended the throne resulting in a much more accepting world filled with suddenly equal opportunity where it wasn't radical to see black elite and middle-class people. Like the Duke of Hastings is a black man. And were they oppressed before? Were they discriminated against before? The minorities and, and all of a sudden now it's fine? Like it just took one marriage, albeit the most important marriage uh, of the country, but now everything's fine. Everyone's mingling and it's all okay. And you can intermarry and it's just like, seriously, no problem. Like the queen is the ultimate trendsetter. (laughs) Is is that, or the king rather? Like, is is that that what does happen? But then I quickly forgot all about that and just went back to staring at um, Benedict. I appreciated how they didn't really attempt that either in the show. Mm -hmm. They just were, right? Like they're were people of color, there are gay characters, but it wasn't like a struggle story, you know? So I kind of appreciate that it just all of a sudden happened. Mm -hmm. But I also, you know, I I think when you take it as a whole, it's it's amazing and delicious to look at all the same. So it was just, it was a good mix because that's what I get in my head, as you can see, when I see racially charged or culturally charged omissions in favor of you know the stereotypical white male role i i hate to i won't even say the name of this show that everybody freaking loved about 10 years ago mm-hmm. but something downton something abby <laughs> couldn't get down couldn't get down with it for these exact reasons it drove me insane so i love bridgerton I just want more. Can we get more? Can we call Shonda? Can we uh, can yeah, we ask we are, for more we are snacks on TV? <laughs> Absolutely. And here's the thing. I think, you know, you're right. I almost wish they hadn't said, oh, you know, racial co-mingling and harmony is, is just as recent as the king's marriage to Queen Charlotte. I almost wish they hadn't said that and just like let us have it so we could enjoy that and be like, oh, imagine a universe where that had just not been, racism and slavery had not been a thing in the 1800s. That would have been great. And some of my favorite shows and creative performances just do that, right? Like Hamilton, I don't know if you've heard, it's a little off-Broadway. Just a small thing. Um, (laughs) Their whole whole thing is the, the founding fathers being people of color. And they just tell that story really well because they tell that story as Americans in Mm -hmm. a very fabulous platform. And then on Schitt's Creek, another one of our favorite shows, the story of David and Patrick is just a love story. It's not a battle-hardened gay story full of trauma and all of that stuff. It's just two people who meet, have a really great connection. The town is like, oh, that's so nice. And everyone (laughs) goes about their lives. And the comedy is in their uh, personalities. And the drama is also due to their personalities. But it's not, um, it's not hard. Well, you know, and, and on that point, it really hit me. Like I got somewhat emotional when like the father, not that my father demands perfection, but the idea that we as people of color can't be anything less than yeah. right, the ideal. So if you have a stutter, which I actually had growing up, believe it or not. I um, didn't know that. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, that kid was me like <gasps> as I came into my speech. Oh, like, I, it, of course you had a moment. I didn't know you had a stutter. I did. Yeah. I had speech therapy for years. 
I put myself in debate and extemporaneous speaking in high school to embolden my speech development, right? Because that you just have to keep speaking and keep pushing to where you are confident in your words and your ability. I'm so in awe of you. I'm so proud of you. Oh, like, no, thanks. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It rears its head sometimes when I'm super exhausted and or extremely intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but the point of the matter being like black men to succeed mm-hmm. in higher society, right? If you're trying to break through a ceiling, you know, you can't be weak. You can't have yeah. a flaw. And I thought it was very like grounding in that moment because that's true. And the fact that he had an interracial relationship that helped him deal with that, I Mm -hmm. thought was just really insightful insofar as like, it's not so much saviorism, but like they both had their issues. (laughs) And now you're making me think maybe the, you know, Simon's dad, the the OG Duke, maybe he was so hard on his son because- of the racism that he experienced all the time. And you do as a minority need to work five times as hard to get, you know, a quarter as far. Can we can we get a season on the OG Hasting? Like, can we? Yeah. Backstory. I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see that. It's not a surprise that you're seeing a little bit of an uptick in representation. There are a lot of BIPOC organizations that might just successfully save Hollywood from itself. And just to name a few, there's one called Who You Know. He's spelled H-U-E. They are an organization with nearly 12,000 members consisting of all media professionals and entertainment, from production assistants to network executives. Gosh, there's so many, and they're popping up because we have decided as a society that, hey, we want to see other people's stories, and we want our entertainment to reflect the country. Mm -hmm. There is an uptick. Women and girls are being better represented. People of color are being better represented. It is uh, painful, least slow, but when you are at the bottom, there's really nowhere to go but up, and and we're going up. We are going up, so we're going to need way more of that, Yeah, and anything like it. And here's the thing that I'm going to challenge myself to and everyone else. Watch a story about people that don't look anything like you, because you will relate to it. Seek out something that has absolutely nothing to do with you. Go for it. Last thing that I want to close with, and this is for the straight men out there, you do not know what has happened with Bridgerton. You are so unaware, probably. And if you are, you know, on the dating apps or if you're open to dating and and building a relationship with someone, you have no idea that the standards have just shifted. Do not ask a woman to go on a walk with you. You can only ask her for a promenade, okay? And if you don't kiss her, the way the Duke of Hastings kisses Daphne Bridgerton, don't try, okay? Don't <laughs> try. You can't hit that standard. Back off, buddy, because do I the research, it. know what you're up against. And if you need any evidence of this, go to TikTok and look up Bridgerton. This is all anyone is talking about. So it's called Bridger Talk, which is hilarious. I love that. And um, if you haven't already followed us on any social media, please do look us up. It's a quick search, Trendlines podcast across the board. And please subscribe. We love seeing our listener base grow. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everything in between. So please be sure to follow us. We'd love to hear from you um, on anything you think is exciting and pertinent to culture and politics. And I think me and Sana might be just fanboy and growing over Bridgerton on social media for like a month. So 
just tune in. But that's all I've got for y'all, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll find you on another Thirst Trap podcast masquerading as pseudo-intellectuals. Bye. Love it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>